Hello you guys and welcome to this week's podcast episode. I don't know why I just sang that but you know here we go. This week I am joined by a guest and Emma is one of my previous clients. We worked together for a long time around trauma and identity and all of those things and Emma is like so intelligent and so knowledgeable and we have like every time I talk to her it's just like having a conversation with one of my besties so I thought it would be really good to bring it on to the podcast and discuss what it's like being a woman in a man's world. Emma is an electrician and she works in a field that is 99.9% dominated by men so in this episode we go into misogyny and sexism in the workplace, how to navigate that, how it is, our experiences of being a woman in a man's world we also unpack identity and how we can navigate that and understand what that means as we transition into these new parts of our lives because emma not long ago had a little baby little baby luna and yeah we just wanted to talk about some real topics of being a woman and we hope it's relatable and i hope you enjoy this episode hello emma welcome to the podcast thank you so much for being here I do feel like this has been a long time in the making just because we have loads of conversations about this stuff. So it's been been a long time getting you onto the podcast. So for people listening, introduce yourself. So I'm Emma, I'm an electrician and I'm also a first time mum to little baby Luna and she is nearly six months now. Wow. I know. Oh my God, that is crazy. (sighs) I know. <laughs> that's crazy so <laughs> the reason I have got Emma on the podcast is because when Emma was working with me she has been one of my coaching clients and probably one of my very first coaching clients and we worked together for about eight months there was a lot going on in terms of you experiencing sexism you experiencing misogyny in the workplace and then like a whole process around becoming a mom and what that meant for you and your identity so I just thought it'd be really interesting to bring you onto the podcast and discuss that so as you just mentioned in your introduction you are an electrician so tell us a little bit more about that uh so I've only actually been in it for about three years so basically when I started working with Lydia I just come out with of a really abusive toxic relationship whole life everything sort of went down the pan so I came home running back to my parents and uh, started training to be an electrician but I actually work on power stations on the national grid so not like houses and stuff it's more it's all like high voltage panels and wiring and stuff like that so it's much more of like a closed off industry um Mm. so things are more magnified than maybe you'd get on like building sites and stuff um Mm. so yeah that's basically where I am before that I did sales gym work for group on pretty much anything you could think of (laughs) and what was it that made you like get into being an electrician because I know it is quite like a masculine job and it is an area that you know is predominantly which is one of the things that we're going to go into like heavily occupied by men so what was it that made you want to be an electrician and just do something different so to be honest it's not something I'd ever thought about in my entire life I always wanted to do fashion um, and I worked with horses for years 
Um, and when I started working in an office, I really did not function well sitting in front of a desk all day. Um, and so when sort of my life kind of came crashing down, my a family member actually worked in this industry and said, I wanted to take on an apprentice. Why don't you give it a go? Um, and I was like, oh. and then I had nothing better. So I thought, why not? And um, I was actually pretty good at it. And it just kind of went from there, really. Um, so it's definitely something I fell into rather than chose. Mm, okay. And we spoke about before being a woman in a man's world. And I want to unpack that with you. I want to unpack yeah. and talk about misogyny and sexism and how you deal with that and how you find it. Because I know it's been a massive part of the process of you becoming an electrician. And even when you've proved your place and proved how good you are at the job, like you're you're still facing that level of like misogyny yeah. and sexism. It's so, definitely a super ongoing thing. Yeah. Mm. So tell tell the listeners a little bit about that. So, like you said, it is a very male-dominated industry. And I think the instant assumption is is that you're going to be a bit butch, I think, going into it. So when I turn out with my nails and my hair, like, with extensions in, not the cool story, but, uh, and, like, <laughs> nails on, eyelashes on, obviously I'm wearing overalls and boots. I think there's a very like so a bit like what are you doing here um but it's definitely a huge huge issue I mean the industry that I work in is predominantly white men like mm. uh, there's not even any other faces of color like do you know what I mean like it literally is white men and until I worked in this industry I'd never really thought about sexism at work like when you work in offices there's always well, for jobs I've been in, there's always been a pretty even spread of women in like high power roles. Um, and it was never even something that crossed my mind until I started doing my exams and being like, I'm the only girl here. And then people or like health and safety ticket and you walk into a room and it's full of men and they just stare at you as you walk in. They're like, oh, you must be in the office. No, no, I'm on the tools. And the face of sh- like their faces are like, really? And you're like, yeah. So instantly, before you've even picked up a screwdriver, like there is an instant judgment that you're not going to be able to do the job. And then because I contract as well, like I face that on every new job I start because I'm not working with the same people every time. So it's like, are you going to be able to do the job? And I constantly get questions like, can you do that? And it's like the most basic thing that you need to do your role, you get questioned. And then, especially when I got pregnant, it was very much like, you're not going to want to come back to work or you're not going to, you know, it's just, you constantly have to prove that you're capable of the job. Whereas a man, it definitely wouldn't even cross people's minds. But as soon as you work on site, you have to justify your existence, I guess, and your capabilities. And it's like a constant battle. (laughs) Yeah. And I could imagine as well, it's like, I think we hold that stuff in our awareness about like sexism in the workplace and like sexism that women face. But I think like you, I've experienced that, but now I'm like out of environments that I would feel that. So like, it's not as much in my 
conscious awareness because I'm not around it all the time. But it feels like if people can't relate to like the working place, it's if you're ever in the gym and you walk into the weight mm. section and all of the guys look like it happened today to me actually in the gym and there was weights on a prowler and I was lifting the weights off like yeah. are you sure you can lift that? Oh uh, yeah. and this guy came over that was like slimmer than me and he was like do you want me to lift that off for you? And I was like, no, no, I'm fine. I've already talked you off. <laughs> yeah, I could, I could squat you down <laughs> with my thighs. <laughs> like, you said, like you said, you've got to prove yourself. And I used to be in gyms all the time. And I think actually that, that if I was 18 going into it and not sure of myself, I wouldn't have lasted five minutes because every day you have to be prepared to show up and like we've said before like you take on a really like masculine energy like you become Mm. you kind of have to become one of the lads like because if you really like relate to that feminine energy they really don't take you seriously or they flirt with you or you know and and then so you find yourself really taking on like a masculine energy and like where you're like or literally one of the lads just to get through and I do find that I I really like to sit in that space when I'm at work mm. and that's interesting isn't it like how we have to I wonder if anyone listening to this will be like oh my god yeah I do that but it's like we spoke about this before when I was on the gym floor I would say me so I would say me all the time mm. and like why do you say that like it's weird you're the girl <laughs> and I'm like I don't know because I feel like as two women, as women in like a man's world, we have two options. We're either the hot, attractive one and we get hit on all the time or we're one of the lads. Like there's no in between. And I feel like that's how we find our respect in a man's world is falling into one of those two categories. And that's like quite, it's like interesting, but it's awkward. So quite like sad. I know. But the thing is, if you, what I have found, is if you like play into that like attractive one, they might be nice to your face but men in a men environment you wouldn't expect them to be bitchy but they are super bitchy especially in contracting because everyone wants to hold on to that job and if you come across as like the attractive one they might be so nice to your face and like try and flirt with you and stuff but behind your back they would be like she can't lift this she can't do this job because whether we like it or not it's like the argument with sports and all of that stuff whether we like it or not men are physically stronger like Mm. unless by by genetic design men are physically stronger sorry I can hear Luna screaming next door (laughs) Um, men are physically stronger so I can pull cable just as like strong as a lot of the guys especially the older slightly overweight men but if you come across too girly, there's that instant, like, she can't do this job. It's a physical job instantly. And then you have to fight harder. So keeping, becoming the, like, lad is kind of, like, the only way you can get through and gain, like, any respect. Mm, it's, like, the default comfort to become, like, a man mm. in a man's world. And I, even that, like, in itself is is massive because even though we're women and we're trying to be like, have our, have like the same level of quality in jobs in certain mm. situations, like the default mood for me and you in the past has been to go into that male energy and become one of the lads. So then are, are actually we, are we being women in a man's world? 
I know and like and you're so right and I was actually thinking about this before we recorded about like the whole having a baby thing and working and stuff Mm. and I think as much as we want to be equal there will never be equality because women well because women carry a baby it affects your body it affects you physically and mentally in a way a man will never understand like rightly or wrongly because it doesn't happen to them they might be alongside you the whole way and see everything from their perception but what I have really found is like going on to like the change in your like identity is that there is something that happens when you have a baby and you work especially with the sort of job I have because now I have to step back into a role where I'm not just the only girl on site I also have a child to think about so Mm. I can't work the hours that they work I can't I always have that in the back of my head that I can't just go and work in Scotland for two months because I have to think of Luna like you know and so in that respect unless your partner's a stay-at-home dad and which is great but I also don't think they still will ever understand the mental and physical changes that you go through to have a child but also how that affects you in the workplace so it will never be equal because you can't work when you're giving birth like do you know what I mean like it's just impossible and you're not compensated like you'd be at work you're not you know for a whole range of reasons, you will never achieve full equality in the workplace because women experience life differently. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think that's just though your, how do you think that would have went down if you were still in the old roles that you were in? Do you think you would have got that level of equality or do you think no matter where I, we are on the scale? I think the problem is, unless you have the thing is obviously I can only speak from my perspective my my perceived experiences like I can only talk from what I've experienced but you when you have a baby well when I was pregnant my brain just didn't function like it used to so even simple tasks that I would have excelled at like I've always been a busy person I found really difficult physically things got so difficult and even when the baby's here and you obviously go through the like the physical changes of giving birth like which you need time to recover from and as a man you don't ever experience any of that so if you have time off work you are for, for what say you went on holiday for two weeks you are still the same person that you were physically that you were like unless you've had an accident or whatever let's just talk like if it there wasn't some catastrophic trauma like you know whereas to have a baby you have to have time off work you have to like you know there's a whole host of things that have to happen and no company or unless you work for the best company ever pays you as if you were sat in the office and then once you have a child you have an extra range of responsibilities that you then have to tick off and it and I would say in the most women I speak to that falls down to the mum mm. so um in society a man can have three kids and still leave the house at 6am go to work come home late from work you know can go to the gym can do go out with the lads and there is no 
societal responsibility for him to do any of that stuff whereas as a woman if you left your child at home with your partner went to work early went stayed out late did all these things for you you would instantly be judged by society because like those expectations are there and I don't see how that will ever change because even if you decide not to have children so when I started working on site I obviously didn't have a child and I was 30 at the time and I can't tell you how many blokes would be like have you got kids I'd be like no and they're like oh does no one want you are you on the shelf (gasps) so even not having a child you've got to justify your existence do you know what I mean like so you know I just I can't ever see a way that things will be like that equal do you know what I mean like yeah I even feel like we experience that thing you know like even through little things like our periods like I always mm. say to Luke like you bleed bleed you if I could give you the cramps the bleeds and the mood swings the body changes like you do that for x amount of days and come back mm. to me and tell me how you feel yeah because there's always a certain point in the month where a woman's not on an a game like a, we should just be allowed days where we just fucking sleep and do yeah nothing yeah 100 because it's just so 100%. difficult sometimes but it's like it's and it's forever having to justify even like little things when we're on our periods and we're just absolutely exhausted and it's like what have you done today why are you so tired and yeah. you're like because my body is about to bleed and yeah that's why so I definitely agree with that and I think as much as we want to come away from it the question of motherhood because this is something I constantly get asked now I'm 30 this yeah. year like literally 100%. was in my granddad's the other day and every, my uncle started asking me when are you gonna have kids I don't think you're gonna have kids are you Lydia like you're running out of time yeah. you're having kids so late and I'm like I'm fucking 29 like leave me alone mate my dad said to me I didn't think you'd ever have children yeah well he's holding his grandchild yeah didn't pop them out by the time you were 25 (laughs) yeah you're right so I think they are the levels of like inequality that Mm. I agree I don't know are we ever going to move past them because I think if a woman does choose to move focus on her career it's like she's selfish or and you she... step into that masculine energy I yeah, think and, and energy. if you're career focused which is great I am um that's always the masculine side of you so ha- like there is no like the thing is I was talking to my mum about this and like we like to see the world in black and white and it just isn't and I think we're very in a society that's very obsessed with putting labels on things and making things mm. black and white and I think lots and lots of things are gray but I think as women in very masculine worlds like don't get me wrong I'm sure there's loads of people out there that don't have great times and experiences and all of that stuff but very worlds that are still women in man's worlds you have to adopt a certain level of masculine energy to survive like mm. and I don't really ever see a way out of that because if you're not prepared to work with your hands or get dirty or any of those things that sit more with like a mass a masculine perception you're not gonna survive yeah mm. 
And you know what just made what made come to mind then? I don't know why, but it's like that not all men movement, right? I don't know why this has just come to mind. And we were saying, like, oh, it's not all men. And I was like, so pissed off with that movement because I was like, it's not all men. <laughs> so I had this argument with blokes at work I was every like, day. But it's all men. And I was like, but it's like even when you're in male environments and you because men are disgusting when they're together they kind of like take you in as one of their own and talk about women in this derogatory way and forget that you're also a woman and then if you question that or say anything it's like why are you being like why are you so sensitive oh my god Oh and my it's god, like, especially this, we have experienced the sexism first hand, and but we're not allowed to challenge it because we've been it's like we've been taken into the tribe of men. So now oh my god, we're not a woman. This just reminds me, I would have these exact arguments, and because they knew I was pregnant, I'd get stopped being hormonal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm not hormonal. I'm just trying to tell you that you're an idiot. <laughs> you're a fucking ass (laughs) yeah basically but the trouble is unless you're confident very confident in yourself and your ability and also a bit of a lad I I can't see how you would survive in these insanely laddie masculine environments and obviously that needs to change but I think for the moment when there's not many women in these environments the only way to be seen and be heard is to be one of them (laughs) basically and just be very good at what you do yeah and just be like not be afraid to tell a man to like yeah you know what the other side to me is like there's always a part of me that feels and this was like a heavy thing to sit with but there's always a part of me that feels unsafe in a man's presence Oh yeah, definitely. Like I would, I know what you mean. And even if it wasn't that I didn't feel like physic, like at work, I always feel like physically safe, but like not mentally isn't the right word, but I was always on my guard because if I showed too much of that girly side or, you know, whatever, you know they'd be away talking about me, like being like, oh, she can't do our job or she's not strong enough mm. to do that. Or, you know, so like if you dare like complain about something, especially sort of younger guys of a certain attitude, you you know, like they'd instantly sort of jump on that weakness mm. and try and manipulate, like go running back to supervisors and be like, oh, she can't do that. She's not strong enough. Or, you know, like, so you've always got a level of like guard up um, bitches, aren't they? Oh my god! Until I always used to think women were bitches at work. Until you work bitches. on a site full of men. Oh my god! Like you'd literally see them like scuttle off to the office or like just talk about you. But oh my god! And I'd be like, you know, a little goth, like Jesus, like gossiping fishwives, like all just like <laughs> in an office, like oh, so and so did this. Well, and it's like, oh my god, and like yeah. no one will admit they're wrong. No one will admit like it's such an ego fest. It's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, it's an absolute 
are you going first and you know what that comment then like I think it's interesting but I, I don't think it's like a conscious thing that I always feel unsafe and maybe it's like because of the work that I've done in the past like working yeah like horrendous stuff but um yeah there's just a part of me like subconsciously that feels unsafe around me I know not men that like, I know not not like like Luke obviously not like Luke but it's even like I'm very much aware I don't know it's it's weird how my brain works but I do think it's because of the type of work I've done in the past even I'm very aware that Luke instantly could kill me I'm very oh, 100% there's definitely a physical difference and also like well having been through quite a traumatic experience with a partner I do mm. find that there's something about when men take on a certain tone of voice or a certain there's like a certain it's just for me it's a very triggering thing for me there's like a certain tone of voice that just instantly makes me go into that like trauma mode of like fuck you could hurt me or like do you know what I mean? Like they don't even have to be like physically aggressive. There's just like something in a voice that just makes you go, oh shit. And that's that equality, you know, when you were talking before about like the equality changing and there's just things that men will never experience. That's something that a man, I don't think I'm not saying obviously oh, yeah, men, because I know there's definitely situations, but just for the vast majority of men, if I'm Say if I'm angry at Luke, he will never have that thing of like she could she could kill me. hundred percent. Like that innate fear and like let me clarify, Luke has never ever. Yeah, yeah, me. no, I know but what you mean. Just, it's something I think because I've seen it in the work that I've done. It's like it's probably like a protective thing because I've dealt with a lot of trauma, so I'm very aware of other people's situations and like how. I don't know just that 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 imbalance is very much prominent and it's never experienced that no and it's interesting you say this and this is going to be very very controversial and I really don't mean it to be and it's quite hot topic but it's interesting you say that men will never experience that because me and my mum were talking about transgenders Mm. and we were saying that because she was saying that she feels like it's another space that women are is getting taken away from women not that they don't have their right to be in a space and be themselves but again because if you grow up as a boy regardless of whether you're unhappy and it has its a whole host of issues around that you do not experience what a girl experiences in terms of sexualization predatory like Mm -hmm. and I know there are different lived experiences and I'm not saying that it doesn't happen but in general there's not that you know, there's certain experiences that you will only ever experience as a girl. Even things like, like you said, with periods and stuff like that. Like, And I'm not taking anything away from that space. And they have their whole her own set of issues and traumas. I can still hear Luna screaming. Um, and, uh, but, you know, like, it, like, that's the thing. And I think, like, there will no, never be such a thing as truly equal whether that's rich and poor, women and men, because we are in a societal construct that will never, ever allow that just because of whether it's genetics, whether it's work, whether it's money, like, you know, we are, it just never, ever will be truly equal because you, 
to be in a man's space like where I am working I always have to be slightly masculine like you know it's just one of those things I think that you know and obviously we can still fight for change and to have our voices heard and more women in these areas but I just think it's just something that we have to accept that there will never be in that full level of equality because we have such different lived experiences yeah that's so powerful and I think that conversation with your mum is definitely something like a conversation I've had before and I actually touched on the same thing and was like the experiences is like you said they will obviously have their own experiences but like there's just things that you can't articulate or put into words about being a woman about walking down the street and being a woman about being a teenager and growing into your body like these experiences that you can't explain it's just a lived experience and it just becomes a part of who you are and I think also it's like for me like the all of the death that we keep seeing around like women just doing their own thing there's a part of me that feels so strongly about and I've done a podcast on this and like yeah we should be able to go for the run and yes we should be able to um walk home in the evening and we should be able to walk through a park and do all of these things but the matter of fact black and white is that we can't because mm-hmm. there's people out there that see us as vulnerable and, and pry on that so it's like how do we manage that wanting to have our equality but also navigating yeah. our own space and not being naive not but making also, ourselves more at risk but also I think it's the same thing with like um suicides in men so you know Mm. we can talk till we're blue in their face about there being issues with men sharing their feelings and committing suicide and all of this horrendous stuff and it happened to a guy I went to school with very recently he took his own life and it was so tragic but it came out with all these people being like you know I'm always here to have a door open if I can talk if I can just talk to one person or you know all these things are well-intentioned but realistically the only way you are ever going to change the way men deal with emotions because at 32 you know you're pretty set on how you deal with stuff and me having a conversation isn't going to change that whereas we need to look at the way we are raising our children to make them more confident in themselves better expression their emotions better at dealing with their emotions and not and as parents like I am very aware with Lena that I don't want her to have any of my issues passed on to her like if she's got issues they're going to be her own do you know what I mean like I don't want my unresolved trauma going to her because that's happened to me whereas like the whole thing with boys you know we need to make them our little boys grow up feeling like they can talk about stuff and that they can be whoever they want to be but also we need to teach them to like respect women and that they're not sexual creatures and stuff and unfortunately I think you're almost not flogging a dead horse but until you start looking at the next generation and how they're being taught and how they're being educated and you know how conversations around sex and girls and how consent and all of that stuff I think unfortunately we've kind of missed the boat on our generation and like you know it's all gonna be about what we do with the next like and how they're brought up and how their social constructs are and how they see like patriarchal issues and all of that kind of stuff but unfortunately the world we're living in men that are over a certain age see women as 
some men see women as like horrible, like just there to do what they want with. And it went, and a lot of men, it's not on a violent level, but you see TikToks of like 16 year old boys talking about spitting in girls' mouths and stuff like that. And like, like there's an account on Instagram, Lala, let me explain. She's an oh, ex social yeah. worker. And the stuff she comes out with is spot, like, is spot on. Like, you know, there's these kids where their mums are like going, yeah, like while they're rating girls' attractiveness or how girls were in bed. And these kids are like 17, 18, and their mums are behind them, like laughing about it, like talking about girls, like they're bits of me. So until we change that in society growing up, like we're never going to be able to walk down the street at night or like, you know, it's just not going to happen mm. because of how women and men have been like, Positioned, brought up. Yeah, basically, mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's true as well. And I think you can look at a TikTok and see it for what it is and see it in the moment. But then also the work I've done has shown me the escalation. Exactly. And like a lot of the time, the stuff that's happening, the severe stuff has been oh you my know, God. happening and it's stemmed from that type yeah. of stuff. And I've experienced it firsthand. Like if I think yeah. about how it escalates, those things in the beginning that you as a girl you know you get all these things that are like you know like basically how to get a man like you know and if you have to do those things to get a man you're probably getting an abusive one like do you know what I mean like because or that has no respect for women because that's how these things escalate yeah that is um it's very true. I was going to ask you one of the questions. completely different, haven't we? No, that was a good conversation. You know, that was very good. I was going to ask you how to overcome like misogyny and sexism, but I think we've, I feel like we've touched on that and just said yeah. like you said things about him, unfortunately, becoming one of the lads and having to like shape yourself in that environment. So I just want to ask you a little bit about becoming a mom and the triggers with body image because. Me and you are very similar in the sense of like, and you know, I can say this without you taking it the wrong way, but we're not like those maternal women, you know what I mean? Like we, we, there's a part of us that's selfish, there's a part of us that if we wanted kids, it would have been later on. Um, and I was there coaching you through that process of becoming a mom and the whole identity, yeah, massive for you. So Explain to the listeners a little bit about that. Because I think this is the stuff that women don't talk about and they fucking need to talk about. Yeah. I think, you know, there are, like you said, like we're from a particular camp of how we think about children. Like obviously you get people that that's all they've ever wanted. But I've always been very career focused. Like I'm a massive control freak. Like, and so I used to really be into the gym. I used to dabble in bikini competing so strict diets you know control freak to the max and one of my main ways of controlling things in my life is controlling what I look like and obviously when you become pregnant that just goes out the window like you have zero control over how you look which for me I'm still struggling with really um and also like everything I planned for my career went out the window and honestly like it, it was quite a dark place and I mean I'm still sort of fighting with it now um like 
for me pregnancy was quite a roller coaster like sometimes I was like fuck like I hate this like I hate being pregnant I hate and also like I'd suffered quite a bad miscarriage before so like there was always that fear over it as well so like it was quite like every scan I'd be anxious because I didn't know what was going to happen like whether she was going to be all right but then also like I was like hating certain things that were happening to my body and like so for me actually pregnancy wasn't overly enjoyable um and it's only now that she's getting more of like a proper little personality that I actually like I definitely didn't get that instant bond and I think that's a real hard thing to talk about because people like when you talk to people like when you're pregnant you become the center of attention because everyone wants to talk about the baby talk about this talk about that so you're going through like a really weird journey but you're still you still matter do you know what I mean like people are still talking to you like you matter um and like I just had to really like work on techniques to just keep those like thoughts from like running away from me and just being like no just focusing on what I can control and all of that kind of stuff because exercise became harder because I had problems with my hips and stuff so I just had to really focus on the things that I could control um but now she's here it's almost harder in a different way because you kind of no longer matter like the baby is everything and what you want doesn't matter and well that's how I kind of feel anyway like all the questions about you when you're pregnant disappear as soon as the child arrives and like so it's been a really hard thing because like you've got all this pressure of like being a great mum and all of this but people are just like oh isn't it the best thing but it's worth it and I think but what's worth it like what is worth it sleepless nights like I'm fat I've got stretch marks like you know like what what are you telling me is worth it like you know because at the moment she just cries (laughs) like do you know what I mean and it's like a really hard thing because you have to put on a brave face and be like yeah it's brilliant yeah I just fell in love at first and don't get me wrong I love her and I protect like I would protect her with anything but I think in the in the beginning I didn't have that gushing warm feeling like and that's developed over time and people really don't talk about that. And I now really have to sit back and go, what is it that makes me me and try and make steps to get back to those things because then it makes me a better partner, a better mother, better everything, like with those sections of me. So we're back because baby Luna decided <laughs> that she wanted them on. So we took a little pause while she got fed, even though she didn't drink the bottle, she was being a diva. <laughs> Well, you know what? <laughs> I feel like that sums up perfectly exactly everything that you've just been saying. Like that's the reality of being a mom. Oh, oh look God, at 100%. a smile and little Luna. <laughs> that is the reality of being a mom. It really is, and I think, like you know, and it's even like love my partner he is really good with her but like when we're both at home as soon as she gets upset it's like mum like do you know what I mean and you just have this whole extra like persona that you have to take on and it's like you know you literally are trying to do it all like literally Mm -hmm. (laughs) like and now you have this extra thing that is like 
totally reliant on you and like when you see them change it's brilliant and it is like oh my god but like when they're being difficult you have to like I have to just keep reminding myself that she doesn't owe me anything like you know she's a human in her own right and she doesn't owe me to be good or to be quiet or to sleep and actually I want her to be confident and her own person do you know what I mean like so and unfortunately that sparks now and if she's upset she's gonna let me know (laughs) know? well Emma thank you so much for coming on the podcast and taking the time and your your lovely mother having Luna but she (laughs) definitely wants you back now she's like I'm so fed up with not having all the attention so yeah. thank you so much it's been a pleasure and I think this has been an thank amazing you. conversation and I thank you for your honesty and your rawness and just being you because you are amazing and you're doing an amazing job so yeah thank yeah. you for coming on thanks for having me you know I could talk about a million things all day so <laughs> honestly I know imagine if you live by Jesus Christ we'd be in a coffee shop for about five hours Debating world world issues. Hate in the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was lovely to see you. I hope we didn't rock too much. No, we didn't. It was good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Bye, bye, Luna. Bye.